Welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast with Dr. Thomas Hemingway. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said to yourself, I thought I'd be healthier and better shape, feel better both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and be further along in my life? If so, come on this journey with my dad as he explores all things health and wellness from a holistic, medical perspective, even as a classically trained physician. He'll share integrative strategies to optimize health and inspire you to join the modern medicine movement. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement podcast. Dr. Thomas Hemingway here, super excited and pumped to be here with you. Oh my gosh, guys, got a topic that is just going to knock your proverbial socks off today. Super pumped. It actually came from a friend of mine who had a question about this particular thing. And so I do take your feedback seriously. I often podcast, you know, exactly in response to feedback and questions. So so this is for Lisa. I'm going to talk all about something she asked me about, and I can't wait to get down into it. But first of all, just wanted to thank you guys for being here, for listening for sharing. Oh my gosh, you guys are why I do this and I'm so pumped. I'm so grateful for you guys. A big thank you just means the world to me. If you guys um, have shared one of my episodes with friends or family, thanks for doing that, getting the word out. Also, please, please, please write me a review, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts that just gets our show out you know, to more listeners. I really think we can change a lot of lives this way. It's super easy to do if you haven't already which I think there's a couple of you. I mean, I get <laughs> thousands of downloads and we only have, you know, a few hundred reviews. So please, please, please take a moment, scroll down if you're on Apple Podcasts at the bottom where those stars are, click on the one to the right, number five out of five stars, click on that type of little review. Tell me what you're loving, tell me what you're learning. Just give me a shout out. I would love, love, love to share your reviews with our listeners. This week, I got a sweet little email from a gal named Diana. Thank you for emailing, guys. You can also reach out to me that way. Um, but please, please, please also post up a review. That really, really helps. Diana says this. She says, I loved your podcast on dieting or not dieting. <laughs> I'm studying a health coaching class, and I didn't realize that water was thermogenic. Thank you for your wisdom in your podcast. I've been sharing them with the people I love. You are so smart and awesome. I wish you were my family's doctor. Oh, thank you, Diana. That was so sweet. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Awesome. This is why I do this. I podcast for you guys. Also, if you haven't heard yet, I have a free Facebook group called the Modern Medicine Movement Health and Wellness Facebook group. I pretty much accept everybody universally. You know, please just abide by the rules that we have set there and you can reach out to me. You can see when the podcasts are live and get some more info. I'm doing lives now once a week, posting up a video on certain questions that I've received and topics that you guys are interested in. Last week, did a really cool one on the seed oils, you know, those uh, not so awesome, you know, vegetable oils that uh, I've talked about in a previous podcast. I did a live on that last week, posted it up in there. It was really, you know, well-received. I think there were a lot of questions. We talked about natural uh, fats like tallow, which a lot of folks didn't know what that was, as well as other saturated fats that are good for us. Butter, 
and eggs with the real cholesterol that we need and staying away from those seed oils, which, um, so if you haven't checked that out, I got a podcast on that, but I'll be doing a weekly live. I'll be posting that up to the group, Modern Medicine Movement, Health and Wellness Group. You can find me there. You can also email me. I'm old school. I like email. Modern Medicine Movement Podcast at gmail.com. And I pride myself in answering your emails. It may not be that day, but it'll be usually pretty quickly. So reach out to me. Um, reach out to me on Facebook, Thomas Hemingway on Facebook, or Modern Medicine Movement Podcast, or on Instagram at Aloha Surf Doc, or at Modern Medicine Movement Podcast as well on Instagram. Or you can go to my website as well, Modern Medicine Movement. Dot com. All right. So enough of all that, but uh, just wanted to thank you guys again and send me feedback because I'll often podcast on it. Like today's episode, I dedicate to my good friend, Lisa, who asked me a particular question on something called NAD, <laughs> nicotinamide, adenine, dinucleotide. And you're like, what the heck is that? I promise this is going to knock your socks off. You're going to be pumped. I mean, think about way back when, you know, 600 years ago, there were these explorers out and about looking for the proverbial fountain of youth. And there's scientists nowadays that are even sort of alluding to this particular molecule, NAD, as a perpetual possible fountain of youth. So Ponce de Leon, I don't think found this, but... uh, (laughs) It's one of the things that we're researching in a big way lately, especially in the last 10 years or so, and it's getting a lot of press. Our friend NAD, there's a cool article, guys, that I'll put in the show notes that is a really good kind of intro or primer to this topic on NAD. It's entitled Beyond Resveratrol, the Anti-Aging NAD Fad. <laughs> so it was in Scientific American a couple of years ago, and it's just a cool primer. Um, you know, there's much more on this topic in the last uh, five or six years now, so there's even more out there. But it was kind of at the beginning of this new influx of lots of new science, lots of new data. You know, a lot of you guys have heard of Dr. Sinclair out of Harvard, who, you know, really... Um, shares the, the uh, resveratrol, um, uh, anti-aging benefits, and also he is uh, one that has researched NAD as well, and the two go together like, you know, the hand in the glove, and <laughs> I think we can benefit from both of them, and we'll talk about how we can do that in this podcast, so super pumped. If you guys have ever, you know, watched Little Children, um, for example, I got a three-year-old, little beautiful three-year-old who is plumful of energy, like legit all day long. (laughs) Most notably, for whatever reason, the closer it gets to bedtime, she seems to be bouncing off the walls, just full of energy, running, jumping, you know, running across, jumping up and down off the couch, you know, with her other uh, sister, they just play and wrestle. <laughs> they tend to get more active right at <laughs> bedtime for whatever reason. I'm, I'm kind of on a slow fade, you know, as the evening goes along. And these two beautiful girls are like just getting started. <laughs> and probably one of the reasons is because they are plum full of NAD. Once again, NAD is nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. You don't have to remember that. We'll just call it NAD. 
We'll talk all about it. I'm going to give you a little bit of the nerdy science, not too much, but just enough to, you know, get, get you, you know, your whistles wet, so to speak. So this all makes a little bit more sense. And we can't talk about NAD without talking about mitochondria. I've talked about this in a previous couple of podcasts on metabolism, but as we've learned and as you have learned, I'm sure, in high school science class, the mitochondria within each and every cell are the powerhouses. They are the main source of energy. They've been around for billions of years. And and one of the theories of aging um, has to do with mitochondria sort of fading and dissipating and working less well as we age because we've seen that the mitochondria as we age tend to decay. We tend to get less of them and they just don't work as well as they once did. And so NAD, what it is, is it's sort of like, let's say the linchpin, if you will, of this whole energy metabolism. And it is responsible for lots and lots of important reactions in the body, primarily in the mitochondria, this cellular powerhouse or or the power plant of the cell, uh, so to speak, that generates all this energy. NAD is critical, super important in those processes with manufacturing the energy source that we've talked about before, the ATP, adenosine triphosphate. NAD is a cofactor there in those enzymatic processes that is so, so, so important. Um, Like I said, this kind of got popular few years back, you know, Harvard's David Sinclair uh, produced a paper, I think in about 2013, talked about resveratrol, talked about NAD, it's anti-aging. Um, in those, I think, uh, studies, they were looking at mice and the mitochondria, and they found that uh, when they gave these mice NAD, these quote-unquote elderly mice, they were able to see within about a week's time with NAD supplementation, that their muscles went from this elderly kind of sarcopenic, you know, weak state into youthful muscles in basically one week of NAD therapy. It's pretty amazing. And that was from one of the NAD uh, precursors called NMN for short, nicotinamide mononucleotide. And we'll talk talk about that um, here in a second. So NAD... Um, we'll just abbreviate it as such, comes from what's called nicotinamide riboside or NR. And the levels of NAD in our body basically are responsible in large part for our energy levels, our cellular energy, as well as aging. So we're going to talk a lot about today energy. Like, who doesn't want more of that? Who doesn't want more of that energy that we see, like with my young children that run around and bounce off the walls all day long? Who doesn't want to be able to do that? (laughs) And who doesn't want to, you know, avoid some of the aging issues? You know, who wants to stay young and youthful right up until our time comes? You know, why not? So NAD is so important in both of those things. And younger people tend to have, guess what? More NAD. In fact, I don't know, guys, the magic number that has been reported in several studies is around 40. Yeah, after 40, we tend to kind of go, whoo, a little bit uh, decline in our NAD levels. And by 60, a lot of the research suggests we are at one half or 50% 
of our NAD levels if we're not doing things to boost that with lots of uh, both important whole foods, supplementation, other activities like exercise and good sleep. We'll talk more about that later, but we can be down to one half of our energy levels with respect to NAD at 60. Holy crap, (laughs) I'm getting close to 50 here and I want to have all that NAD that I had in my 20s and 30s and and be the youthful guy that, that I want to be, you know, for a long, long time. So this is, this is going to be a good podcast for all of us to see not only how we can boost our energy levels through maximizing, optimizing our NAD, as well as the anti-aging um, benefits as well. So super, super important um, because... <laughs> It declines after 40, so oh my gosh, let's let's get into it. So as I mentioned, NAD stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. It's, a, it's found in all of our cells. It's an important molecule. Uh, it's a precursor and a cofactor in lots of uh, enzymatic reactions. Um, you know, you might hear, you know, some people talk about NAD, NAD+, NAD. H, you know, there's, there's these different forms, which, you know, don't get, don't get too lost in that. It's all kind of the same molecule um, with or without a hydrogen attached to it. Um, if it's NAD plus, it's basically lost its hydrogen and the two electrons associated with that. So it's a NAD plus molecule. If it's NADH, it's gained two electrons and then it can transfer those throughout the molecular uh, biochemical processes in the mitochondria to make energy, like to be able to make ATP, you know, the so-called electron transport chain, if you will. NAD is super important in what's called the redox reactions there. So don't get too stuck in the weeds of all that. Just know that NAD can become NADH when it's loaded up with that hydrogen ion and the electrons associated with it and and it can transfer that energy, if you will, through the electrons and the electron transport chain of the mitochondria, and then it just gets replenished and it goes through this cycle. So, so NAD, NADH, um, you know, depending on whether it has that hydrogen and the two electrons with it or not, um, is what we're going to be talking about throughout this uh, podcast. So, so anyway, we want to be able to get more NAD right? Because we're starting to lose it after age 40. And NAD, as mentioned, is a cofactor for many, many, many enzymes. And back, I think it was the magnesium podcast, guys, I talked all about what an enzyme was. An enzyme is basically a metabolic uh, or biochemical catalyst, which basically makes reactions occur much, 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 much quicker and can be with even less of the activation energy. Remember back in science class in high school, we made these big energy hills. You had to go up and over the energy hill to go into the reaction. You know, a certain amount of kilocalories of energy was required. Or you could make that reaction happen at a lower energy level and much quicker if you had a catalyst. A catalyst would be like, say you have this energy hill here, and instead of going all the way up the mountain and back down, you can go through the mountain via a tunnel, which could be the catalyst. And so these... Um, cofactors like NAD and like magnesium that I podcasted all about uh, several months ago, they basically can speed up a lot of important uh, enzymatic reactions 
in the body, um, which is super, 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 super important. So these enzymes are proteins, right? And we got so many thousands and thousands of them in our body. Each catalyzes a certain biological reaction. And then you can have coenzymes like the NAD or the magnesium that work with these enzymes and they bond to them temporarily, covalent bonds. They can transfer electrons. They can help catalyze these chemical reactions. Here's one just to give you an example, NAD with the enzyme ATP. Remember that energy molecule, the energy currency of the cell? Energy um, in the form of ATP. The molecule, or I should say the enzyme that makes that is called ATP synthase, right? Kind of like synthesize, ATP synthase. And NAD acts as a cofactor there. So it helps to be able to transfer the electrons to be able to make ATP. And so this coenzyme can basically be a little helper in these enzymatic reactions, dropping off the electrons. Uh, in this case, with ATP synthase, it can make the energy of the cell or the ATP with NAD helping out. So super, super important, important molecule, NAD. Oh my gosh, it's in every cell of our body and we can make it. We can make it ourselves. We make this stuff. But there's things that we do, not so healthy lifestyle choices maybe, that can deplete it. Also just aging in and of itself can deplete it. And then we can pump it up through certain other more beneficial activities like exercise, for example, and also through good wholesome foods as well as supplementation. So we'll talk a little bit more about that um, but just to kind of summarize why we even have it in the first place, right? It's basically this important enzymatic cofactor, primarily found in the mitochondria, right? These powerhouses of our cell. And it helps participate, you know, in this process of generating energy that I refer to as the electron transport chain, okay? So NAD can accept the electrons, become NADH, and then it can drop off those electrons and it just kind of cycles over and over again. <clears throat> and these electrons is what powers that enzymatic machinery, if you will. It sort of acts as the power plant of our cell, right? The, the mitochondria. And NAD is basically vital to that energy production. So we need this stuff. And, and those that have low levels of NAD, not surprisingly, you might be a little tired. You might be a little bit, uh, you know, less sharp cognitively or less energetic or less able to, you know, perform those mental gymnastics if you're working on, you know, a crossword puzzle or other kinds of games or things or just even reading comprehension. If your NAD levels are low, you're kind of like not as sharp as you want to be. You're not as energize, you know, physically as you want to be. So it's vital. We want this stuff. You know, there's a whole other uh, process or processes, I should say, uh, with NAD with respect to the sirtuins. This is kind of where we get into the anti-aging stuff. And I'll probably have to podcast a whole separate episode on the sirtuins because we can get in the weeds in this and talk about cert one pathway and the cert three pathway and all this stuff. But suffice it to say that NAD is super, super important, not only in the energy production and having, you know, the increased stamina, both physically as well as mentally, intellectually, to have that energy, 
but also it's important in the anti-aging processes, which largely is through these sirtuin pathways. And this is kind of where the resveratrol that David Sinclair was one of those that made it real famous, you know, um, which can be found in grapes or a little wine, if you prefer, or the real dark, you know, berries like blueberries, etc. Okay. So that's uh, through this whole pathway with the sirtuins. And that's kind of the anti-aging uh, benefits is found through the sirtuin pathway. And I don't want to get too, too into that, but as I mentioned, um, you know, one of the things that happens just with aging in and of itself is our NAD levels go down. It's estimated by 60. We're down to one half, which is, oh my gosh, it's shocking. It's just, uh, I, I'm coming up on 50 and I... I <laughs> I can't imagine being at one half of the NAD in, in another few years. So I'm going to do everything I can to be able to boost up my NAD. And I'll tell you how we can do it, how we can do it. So let's get down into it. Okay. And uh, one of it is through basically um, vitamin B3, because that's kind of a precursor of NAD. And so we want to boost that because it's so important to be able to um, generate these NAD molecules for our cellular energy and also for the anti-aging properties through the sirtuin pathways. And so boosting up our vitamin B3 is important. And we can do that either via supplementation, although that vitamin, um, commonly known as niacin, is not super well tolerated. I actually took it for a while and I didn't like how it made, you know, it just makes you kind of turn red and kind of flush and almost like you're having a fever. And this is real common. It doesn't happen to everybody, but it happened to me. So I actually stopped taking the B3 and the niacin form, and then I take it in a different form um, that doesn't give me that um, reaction, the so-called the flushing, which is not, not awesome. And then I do everything I can to get maximal sources through my diet, as well as through other cool activities like exercise. So Let's talk a little bit about some of these um, physiological things that we can do to boost up or things that we can avoid that might decline or diminish our NAD supplies. And, and what's interesting, this is, <laughs> so remember how I said David, David Sinclair from Harvard, he popularized uh, what's called resveratrol, it happens to be in, in red wine, but it's also in the grapes, the dark grapes and blueberries. And so, you know, everybody jumps on this as a, as a reason, right, to drink wine every day. And so there is some benefit there, but there's also don't drink too much because there's a, a counterproductive <laughs> effect of, of the alcohol in the wine on NAD because the way that alcohol is metabolized in the body, it needs NAD as a cofactor there as the enzymes like alcohol dehydrogenase and others to basically break down the alcohol. And so you actually use up your NAD stores by metabolizing the very alcohol that also has that resveratrol in it. So, so my personal preference, I, I'm not a drinker and, and I, I get my resveratrol through the dark berries like blueberries and grapes and things. And and you can also get it as a supplement. But if you do get it from red wine, that's cool. But just don't drink too much of it because then it's being counterproductive because you actually deplete your NAD stores through the metabolism of alcohol. So be a little careful with your alcohol consumption as it will use up your NAD, okay? NAD is so important for metabolism, guys, for both fats 
as well as carbs because it helps get the energy out of them. Um, and so the way to naturally boost our NAD to be able to help with our metabolism as a couple of ways, like through exercise, for example. So super important, if we do exercise, we actually stimulate the production of NAD. It increases it. This is moderate exercise. If we do like super vigorous, you know, long distance running, just too, too much exercise, we can actually overdo it because of course, strenuous, very strenuous exercise can actually require lots of the NAD for the energy and the muscle recovery later. And so we can actually overdo it with too much exercise. So it's another one of the Goldilocks phenomena, right? Too much, not awesome, too little, maybe not enough, but moderate sort of this, uh, you know, holy grail of what I like to call or my wife likes to refer to as the six for six movement, you know, maybe 20 to 30 minutes of exercise, moderate exercise daily is kind of that sweet spot. So that's kind of what I recommend is that daily or at least six days a week of moderate exercise. And that's going to increase the production of NAD, right? Isn't that counterintuitive? So you can get that production up. You can have more energy exercise. As many of you know that do it actually invigorates you. It energizes you until you get to the point of if you're, you know, running, you know, ultra marathons and things that can deplete you. And I'm not saying you can't run those things, but you just don't want to run them every day. <laughs> anyway, as an aside, I'm, I'm reading a super cool book. I think many of you guys probably know about it's called Born to Run. And it talks about, you know, this uh, Tarahumara um, tribe in Mexico that's just really elite athletes. And the way that they did it was through training and through awesome diet, okay? Diet not as in restrictive foods, but as in natural foods, just the foods they ate every day and nothing processed. So anyway, we'll talk more about that in a future podcast. But NAD can be increased, as mentioned, through exercise, okay? Another pearl. Besides exercise, it can also be increased through proper sleep, <laughs> Sleeping, like sleeping is so stinking important. That's why I, I did a whole podcast on circadian rhythm and sleep because that can optimize our NAD production through, you know, that typically uh, recommended seven to eight hours of sleep per night. And so I, I try to, I go with seven because eight for a lot of people, including me, is, is kind of tough. I can't always get eight hours of sleep. I mean, that's, that's the goal, but I think seven's a good kind of cutoff because it really will help invigorate us, rejuvenate us through producing more NAD as well as it can keep us mentally sharp and clear because it's the whole, you know, seven or eight hours that our brains have this sort of flushing, you know, this kind of removal of all the metabolic waste and you know, this whole process of kind of the cleanup crew that comes in and revitalizes our brain through flushing out all of the days, <laughs> you know, um, leftover products of reactions and things, the waste materials and all that stuff. And this is happening as we sleep. So it's very regenerative. Regenerative as far as the flushing, and I talked about that, the so-called glymphatic system, the special brain glial cells that are like the lymph of our of the rest of our body the brain's whole system we like to call it the glymphatic system that sort of flushes and circulates and gets rid of waste materials and toxins and also during our sleep we regenerate 
N-A-D. So sleep is awesome. <laughs> sleep is awesome. So try to get your recommended seven to eight hours if you can. Super, super important. Do your exercise. Um, sunlight is good for vitamin D, uh, D3 especially, right? The active form, but not too much sunlight. So usually I recommend, you know, about 30 minutes a day if you can, but don't do hours and hours because that actually um, will damage some of our cells, right? Sunlight has ultraviolet radiation. So too much radiation is not a good thing. Once again, it's a Goldilocks thing. Too much, not awesome. Too little, not enough. That sweet spot, maybe around 20, 30 minutes a day of sunlight is awesome because it stimulates the production of vitamin D, D3 specifically. And too much will cause some cellular damage from the ultraviolet radiation, which NAD then gets consumed or it gets used up to help repair that cellular damage. Remember, NAD is crucial for the anti-aging um, benefits. Uh, and what it does is it's basically helping uh, to fix um, all of the DNA damage that has happened over the course of the day, so to speak. So that's one of the ways it can get depleted. So don't do too much <laughs> sunlight. You know, get enough, but not too much and you'll hit that sweet spot. You get the benefit and not, not get the side effect of too much, which is NAD depletion as it repairs the cellular damage that happens with too much sunlight from that radiation. <laughs> oh my gosh, see, too, too little, not good, too much, not good. You gotta hit that sweet spot with, with exercise, with sunlight. Also, fasting. Fasting is really, really good for NAD, and it stimulates NAD. Once again, not too much of it. You don't want to fast for a month or even a week. You know, you want to, you know, do it in a moderate sense. I recommend the intermittent fasting sort of protocol or what I often refer to as time-restricted eating or mindful eating because you don't overdo it. You know, you don't overdo it. <laughs> so if you want more on intermittent fasting or just fasting and its benefits, you know, I talked all about it in a previous podcast. We talk about the increased brain-derived neurotrophic factor that helps with our mind, helps with our memory, our brain, decreases the aging process through fasting. It's a really potent stimulus for NAD production, but not too much. <laughs> too much is not good either because too much will deplete your NAD. And so fasting definitely increases your NAD levels. It also improves the sirtuins and their levels, and it's been found to slow the aging process as long as we don't overdo it. So intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating or what my friend Barbie refers to as mindful eating, and I love that because we're purposefully focusing on having sort of a mindful window of when we're eating and then we take a break because just as in our brains need a break at night with sleep, our bodies, our digestive tracts, our systems need a break from food as well. And this is where traditional exercise science and nutrition, sorry guys, you've got it all wrong. You know, this eat every two to three hours, eat all day long, and maybe just take a few hour window while you're sleeping, six, eight hours, whatever. That's the only time of day that you don't eat. That's not enough. You should broaden that window of not eating and narrow your feeding window, and this will be much more helpful for your metabolic health 
to decrease insulin resistance. If you want more on this, listen to my podcast with Ben Bickman. We talked all about that and the importance of narrowing that window, the time-restricted feeding, intermittent fasting, whatever you want to call it. Super important for your metabolic health and as an anti-aging benefit by increasing both NAD and the sirtuins. So isn't that cool? Super cool. I just find that fascinating. Then we get to food. Food is one of my favorite guys. If any of you know me, you know I love, love, love to eat good food. In fact, we're coming up on dinner time tonight. I can't wait to eat. Oh, we're going to have amazing, amazing fresh food that we're grilling up. And oh, <laughs> oh you want to know what I'm eating? All right, I'll, I'll let you in on it. Tonight, tri-tip. Brussels sprouts and oh my gosh, an amazing avocado salad. Like that's what I'm having for dinner tonight. A little bit of watermelon for dessert. So <laughs> everything fresh, natural, and oh my gosh. Anyway, I digress. But the foods that you can get increase NAD from, let me just tell you a few of them are things like milk, um, dairy milk, either cow milk, goat milk has a good source of riboside nicotinamide, which is one of the precursors for NAD. So cow's milk, as long as you're not, you know, lactose sense, uh, sensitive, can be helpful for establishing and improving your NAD levels, right? I, I drink milk. I still do. I also like the almond and the nut milks, but you don't get the NAD in the same way there. This is from a, an animal source. So if you like dairy and you can tolerate it, NAD can be increased that way through milk. Fish, here's one of my favorites. I love, 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 love fish. Fish and other protein meats have NAD. So fish, you know, especially the fatty fish, you know, salmon, mackerel, ahi tuna, ah, great sources of NAD. Mushrooms, I love, love, love mushrooms, guys. And actually, I didn't know all the the nuances of mushrooms, and I still don't. I, I'm not a mushroom connoisseur. I can't go to the wild and pick mushrooms without having to look it up in a book because I don't want to get sick. Maybe some of you are super savvy with mushrooms, and that's fantastic because mushrooms have a lot of benefits. But what's interesting is, let's say you go to the store and you buy, you know, the little small white mushrooms, okay? And those, you know, we often use in salads or my kids and I like to throw it on our pizza. And then there's kind of like a mid-range size, you know, um, and uh, these are all variations of the same species called Agaricus bisperus, okay? And this includes the little white ones, the little white button ones, so to speak, the kind of medium-sized ones, the cremini, which is a good medium size because it, it boosts the NAD levels. And then you got the big ones called the portobellos. And these are basically all the same mushroom at different stages of life. They're the same mushroom type, but as they get bigger, they go from these small little white buttons to the cremini, which is where you maximize the NAD. So try to get that one if you want to boost your NAD. And then up to the portobellos, you know, those big giant ones that we use in cooking. But they're all good. Mushrooms are awesome. I love, love, love mushrooms <laughs> because they do have lots and lots of benefits. Another, another thing we can get from food, actually, uh, yeast, like if you have a starter yeast that you make your own sourdough bread, which is my favorite, favorite bread, not because it just tastes amazing, but also the health benefits of sourdough from a starter are amazing. But the yeast will actually 
um, increase your NAD as well. And this may be why my grandfather, who lived to almost 95, he every day took a spoonful of yeast and mixed it up uh, in the morning with uh, whatever his, his drink was, and, and he would gobble that up. And I was just like, what the heck is he doing? And he understood that, that yeast increased his energy and NAD. So, so I, I just get mine from healthy uh, sourdough from a starter. I don't take a spoonful of yeast <laughs> like my grandfather did. Um, I just, I don't know, <laughs> I just don't do it that way. But then we can also get NAD from several of the green veggies, I, as many of you know, love veggies as much as I love meat. Like I said, tonight I'm having tri-tip with Brussels sprouts Oh, and avocado. Well, avocado is a fruit, but anyway, I love my greens <laughs> and Brussels. I love, love, love them. But uh, green vegetables like um, asparagus tends to have a good amount. Peas uh, can have this as well, increase NAD. So the, the green vegetables. Um, also, as I said, if you get the natural whole grain that is unprocessed, there's NAD in there as well. You don't want to have the ultra-processed flours and things. They, they're not going to have much nutrients, but if you can get the, the whole <laughs> grain, like I got friends who just take the um, wheat itself without any processing, and they throw it in a Vitamix blender. Like, thanks, Cher, for this little tip. Holy crap, like, I didn't know you could do this. I thought you had to have a wheat grinder, but if you got a potent, powerful blender <laughs> like I do, you can throw wheat in there and just grind the heck out of it. And then you got your whole wheat. And then you add your starter and you can make bread with the natural ingredients without all this bleaching, without all this industrialized processing. And guess what? You can increase your NAD that way. How cool is that? All right. And another thing with food, I, I mentioned the alcohol portion. If you're doing red wine to get the resveratrol or the cardiovascular benefits, just don't overdo it because too much alcohol, of course, will... <laughs> deplete your NAD, okay? Another thing that'll increase it are the nut butters, um, also avocados, the healthy fats. They're really good to increase NAD um, as well. Meats, as I mentioned, we talked about fish a little bit, but also beef, organ meat, oh, amazing for NAD. You can even get it from, from the protein in chicken, you know, but just try, chicken's a hard one, I actually don't eat much chicken personally because it's hard to get well-sourced chicken. You know, free-range, organic chicken. It's just a little bit hard to find. You can get it from places like Belcampo, which I trust, and I would much rather eat <laughs> a chicken that was allowed to live its normal life and not cooped up in a small little tiny CAFO where it's, you know, two weeks from, from chick to basically, you know, adult. And it's can you, can you imagine that? In these capos, these confined feeding, you know, environments where they have chicken or even beef, you know, the so-called feedlot animals, horrible, horrible stuff. Not only is it not healthy for the animal, but they literally are feeding them garbage, you know, corn, soy, largely GMO produced. They're fattening them up and a chick can go from basically a baby to a mature adult in two weeks. And then sacrifice, you know, butchered and put on your table in two weeks. But if you get the chicken from like Belcampo, for example, that are allowed to graze and, and free range in the fields and, and so on, it takes 10 weeks. So like five times the, the time to get to be mature and adult and ready and ready for market. So, duh, it's going to cost more, right? Five times the, the length of time. So it's going to cost, you know, maybe five times the price. And 
anyway, Thanksgiving is coming up this week. And so we, we looked long and hard to get a turkey that was free range. And yeah, it's probably the most expensive turkey we ever bought, but I feel much better about it. I personally don't love turkey, but, but you know, it's Thanksgiving. So why not? Right. We're going to have a turkey, but we had to really look hard to find the good one that was well-sourced. And I would encourage you guys to look for the good well-sourced meats as well. If you want more on that, listen to my podcast on the grass fed and finished where I talk a lot about beef in particular, how to get the good, the good stuff (laughs) that doesn't have all the hormones and antibiotics and hasn't been cooped up and fed the seed oils, you know, those canola, soys and all that other garbage. So anyway, I digress. (laughs) We talked a little bit about milk, eggs, also a great source, fish, the mushrooms, the vegetables. The other one I wanted to bring up is fermented foods. Any of you like kimchi, any Hawaiian folks out there or sauerkraut. Um, These are great because these fermentation processes elevate NAD. Yeah. So another reason I can tell my wife, this is another, another healthy reason I eat kimchi, which she doesn't like, but that's cool. I like it. And it boosts my NAD, also helps with my microbiome, right? Because it's got all the healthy, healthy, healthy microflora there, which helps my GI tract stay healthy. And so these are the things in your diet you want to pay attention to. And I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, if you're driving, please don't stop and try to take notes or don't, don't try to take notes on the fly or whatever. Just, just listen, and I'll put it in the show notes. But these healthy foods can increase your NAD levels Uh, Coupled with those behavioral modifiable things like exercise, good sleep, right? Those are awesome. I love those too, right? Awesome. The appropriate amount of vitamin D from the sun, not too much, not too little. The fasting that we talked about, intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, mindful eating, those things can help maximize it. And also, you know, if you just can't get enough through all these mechanisms, there's, of course, NAD supplements out there. Um, You can message me if you want to know more about what I take. Um, But, you know, I really focus. My goal is always to go through healthy lifestyle, both what we put in our mouths, because food is truly medicine. Go there first. And then the healthy behavioral activities that we do, like exercise, proper sleep, the intermittent fasting, those things that we've mentioned, not too much alcohol, things like that. That's my bread and butter. I do supplement in addition to that because... Why not? Why not make sure your NAD stores are filled, right? Because this is such an important, important molecule in our body, in all of our cells, right? NAD, and it's used for their energy production. So we can run around and bounce off the walls like our two and three-year-olds. And then the anti-aging benefits through the sirtuins. And I should just podcast a whole thing on on that because it's super interesting, the whole sirtuin issues and the resveratrol coupled with the NAD, uh, all these enzymatic processes that we can take advantage of through both supplementation as well as the activities I've mentioned, like my very favorite, right? Vitamin M for movement. There's just so much of these things to learn and just glean and, and benefit from and improve our lives. And so this week when you're eating your Thanksgiving dinner, you know, do so in moderation. Most of all, enjoy your friends and family, whoever you're spending it with, that special, special time, and make sure to do a little vitamin M as well if you can. The movement, vitamin D if you're in a place you can get some, um, 
And vitamin N, my next favorite, the nature. And make sure you're getting good sleep because as you do these things, your energy will increase. I promise. So next time you're looking at these little two-year-olds, two-year-olds running around like I see every single day, just full, full of energy, we can think, hey, I want the NAD that they have. I don't want to get down to half of my supply at age 60, which is sort of the path of least resistance if we do nothing. But what I'm here to tell you guys is you can change this. You can make a difference. There's so much that you can do through the activities we talked about, proper sleep, proper diet, what we put in our mouth, food is medicine, proper exercise, vitamin M, movement, not too much alcohol, you know, not not too long of fasting, but mindful eating or intermittent fasting, all these things we can do. We can increase our NAD. And I just, I'm so pumped because I, if any of you know me, you know I'm super active. And so I'm going to be focusing on these things even more than ever. And I can't wait to share more of that with you in future episodes of the anti-aging and the sirtuins and all that because it's so stinking fascinating. But I didn't want to get too much in the weeds on this podcast right before Thanksgiving. Just wanted to give you a little primer and get you guys pumped about how you can increase your energy and do it naturally through NAD. So thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening. Please share, share, and share a like. Give me a review on Apple Podcasts. Love to see those five stars coming and your comments. Thank you and aloha.